G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam. Thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. I am your host, Asarch JK, and nodding in the chair over there in the red hat is my co-host, Adam. All right. Were you, why were you nodding along? Is it because we're sometimes about neighbours? Yeah, sometimes about neighbours. Some people, some of our podcasts, some people come on and go, "Why oh, is the neighbours podcast? And uh, we just go, yeah, sometimes about neighbours. We've watched it. Yeah, we've watched it. And we've got intention. I've made notes. We've got intention about talking about it. But we might absolutely get sidetracked as well. I don't know. I feel like there's not as many storylines this week, so there might it might even be a shorter one, or there might be more sidetracking got thrown in. Could go either way. This don't know. That's that's the beauty of this, though. Like I say, I make notes, but that's just about what happened. Yeah, you know, we don't know how this podcast is going to turn out. No, this is. I've said this before. We do not rehearse this. We just do it. Yeah, we just do it. We don't write down our jokes or anything. No, and, and try and insert them at certain points. We just, you know, it's just off the cuff. Have you done any more of your comedy course, by the way? I did a little bit before, uh, for literally about eight minutes worth, about setting up a joke. Okay. And how to set one up. The, do you want to know what the important part of that is? Have you done that bit yet? I haven't done that bit yet. No, I'm, I've, I've got left behind. I'm planning on doing a bit tomorrow and over the weekend, though. Go on, what? how do you set up a joke? So... I've made notes, don't worry. Oh, God. Uh, there's two things the audience that care about. One is the situation. So who, what, when, where, why, etc. And then the second one is the point of view. How should the f- audience feel about that situation? So, for example... I, I imagine they should think it's funny. Otherwise, it's, it's fucking not a joke. <laughs> Well, because you need to tell people how they feel about the situation to then you know, build up their expectation and then put a swerve on them. Because that's oh, what jokes are, really. They're expecting one answer and then they get another. That's the... Ah, okay. Yeah, they all misdirect. Okay, yeah, exactly. don't mind a bit of that. That'd be good. Yeah, so... So, so if you are going to listen to this whole podcast, hopefully you are, look out for things like that where we say one thing and make you feel another or whatever the fuck that this course is going to be about. We're obviously, we're taking it slowly. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This might be a good episode. It might not. Something that was a good episode was our last episode. Do I talk about that? It's done very well. I do want to talk about that. Our last episode, of course, being our chat with Costa D'Angelo. What a ledge. What an absolute ledge. A real good egg through and through. Firmly decided now. If you haven't listened to it already, st- stop listening to this one and go listen to that one. Yeah, this the, this one won't be as good as that one. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. Because also, we don't have something that was very clear as well, and this this... It was not like people liked it. People said, Oh, we really enjoyed it, which was nice to hear. What it made me think, and this is my own insecurities though, he's far too handsome. 
So the fact that we put it out as a video with Costa with us was not good for, well, I'm speaking for myself, my ego at all. He's far too good looking. Uh, it made me feel like shit um, <laughs> for, for quite a while afterwards. I've ju- I'm just coming out of it now because now I'm just with you and I feel like quite good about myself again. Yeah. But- <laughs> well, yeah, I think you're quite happy being the best looking one out of this duo. Absolutely no, not at all. Um, you have got the, a boyish charm um, and a forehead that you could eat your dinner off. And people like that. I think I don't know. No, I'm getting paranoid about this forehead now. I'm legit. They, we did talk about this very briefly before we started recording. I'm legit thinking about changing my hairstyle because I have had the same hairstyle for at least ten years. Shut up. At least no. As long I like we've said before, like we've known each other a long time. I reckon I have got old school pictures of you with that haircut. The same haircut, one hundred percent. <laughs> Luckily, almost the same face as well, because, like I say, boys chat. But you, what, what are you thinking for a new haircut? Because you've had that forever. What are you going to do? Know, just something to dampen the impact of the forehead a little bit, and just. But I don't really know if I'll do a fringe. I don't think a fringe would look. I don't know. I, I might take some inspiration from the neighbors cast. I might okay. have a look around at some of the haircuts going on there. Yeah. And, um, and see if there's one that'll suit me. Listeners, watchers, if you're a Patreon, let us know what you think. What hairstyle from the Neighbours cast would suit me, JK? And if there's enough clamour for it and I, I think it'll work, I'll fucking do it. You know me. I think at this stage, if you are worried about it, I don't think you do need to be worried about it, but if you are, anything's worth a trying it. I've had a few different hairstyles in my time. I also like the occasional hat you are not really a hat wearer. You have had the same hairstyle. You need to do, do something. Yeah. I mean, you could get bigger eyebrows, but I think the hair is probably more likely than the eyebrows. Yeah, my eyebrows don't uh, like, yeah, they don't grow particularly well. And I also can't grow facial hair. This is about honestly like a what? week's worth of facial hair. I'd have shaved this morning. Like, <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's, more, it, it's like a 10 o'clock shadow. No mind the five. <laughs> there you uh, go. so yeah chat with Costa oh yeah really, really enjoyed it he was fucking brilliant he was fucking brilliant go listen to it if you haven't already uh, thank you everybody as well for the feedback on that we we had such a such a good time recording it with him and let's just hope he comes back to our screens at some point that'd be really I great hope, yeah I hope he comes back to the show but he did say that he would come and hang out with us again um, yeah. so even if he doesn't come back as Eden Shaw, um, I reckon he'll be back maybe to talk about his film or his other upcoming things or maybe just watch some episodes with us, have a chat and have some fun. Yeah, yeah, that that lad is destined for big things. So uh, we'll ride his coattails to the very very end. Definitely. (laughs) Um, And because that one did so well, um, we... Uh, we've got some other shit coming up, haven't we? Yeah. So remember last week when we said to you, we've got a big announcement. Keep your eye on the socials. Something big's happening at the weekend. We weren't joking, were we? No, it was Costa D'Angelo. It was Costa D'Angelo. And we're going to say to you again, this Saturday, keep your eye out on the socials. Because we have got... This is probably... 
And you know I love a bold statement. I hate them. Go on. Our biggest podcast ever. Shit. No. People are worried now because some of these <laughs> go, go long anyway. They're like, fucking hell, they did an hour and a half last week. We don't mean length of podcast. No, we mean girth of podcast. <laughs> we don't. We mean like it's pretty big. It's a pretty big deal, honestly. Watch the socials. What, when? Saturday? Yeah, probably Saturday, yeah. Probably Saturday. Keep an eye out. Yeah. Pretty uh, cool to be fair. Yeah. We, when we say it, we mean it. We are not. Stop us when we are lying. Uh, other podcasts that we've done recently, we of course did our, our battle with Coastal News. Oh, from uh, the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we have unfortunately come out losers this time. Uh, so Coastal have tied it 2-2. Thank you for everybody for listening and voting on it. It was really, really well received and everything. there was loads of votes. It was great to see that everybody getting involved on on the voting, on the comments, on the sharing, it was really, it's, it is exactly why we do these. But yeah, unfortunately, we did lose to, oh, was it Charlie and Brax? Couple of knobheads from home and away. Don't watch it, don't care. <laughs> and when I say couple of knobheads, I don't mean Science Sophie. I mean two of the characters from the show. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't watch it. I know you've started like making an effort. I haven't. Like I don't. I don't watch it. I'm not. I'm not planning on watch it. Uh, I've still not turned it on and watched it. I've still not turned it on and actually watched it. No, No. I'm like you. I said like we get a little bit closer every week, but yeah, no, still not ready. I'm still just dipping my toe and going. Nah, it's this this podcast is sometimes about neighbours and never about home and away. (laughs) Um, what? People are already started asking, though, oh, can't wait for the next one. What's the next one going to be? We don't know yet. There is not going to be one this coming month, the month of March. There is a reason for that, though. And it's not because I was so annoyed about the last one that I can't be asked. It is <laughs> that they, the Science Sophie, Coastal News, are doing a home and away social live get together in the middle of March, which is very exciting. Fair play to him. I think this is fucking well played. Um, and instead of us battling them, they've invited to uh, invited us to go to it. Not, so, not only not only to go to it, not only to go to it, but to host a quiz as well. well. We are going to be host of sorts. Be, host of sorts, yeah, host of sorts of a home and away quiz. Which will be yeah. fun because we know fuck all about Home Never and Away. Never seen an episode. <laughs> Never seen an episode. So uh, we're somehow putting together a quiz about that. But We're going to do that. So we are not battling uh, the Home and Away lot this month. We are getting together for a bit of a social event in the fair city of Manchester. Um, if, you are, if you are listening to this and you're coming... Fucking say hello. That'd be so nice. Like yeah. you might not that, watch that is... neighbours or listen to our podcast, but um we'll be the people... ones dressed in neighbours stuff, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, though there is people who watch both and I know there's people out there who listen to both as well. Uh which is really cool. So yeah, really looking forward to meeting people and that that's really exciting and uh less daunted than doing the actual quiz. Which <laughs> Which we're still not really met up to do about anything about. Have we? we kept us. We, we could have done it last week when you were off. We should have done it then, didn't? Shouldn't we? But we haven't we done anything busy. for it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Remember when we wrote Tim's speech the night before? 
That's because Tim Tim was being a prick about his own wedding, though. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> keeping things secret and like planning all these surprises, but not telling us. I don't want to get into it again, but um, <laughs> like he he's lucky that it was that we pulled it out of the bag for him. I think. Yeah. Again, we uh, we don't know where it's going, but we we are we do pull it out of the bag generally, don't we? You say we. <laughs> As long as I've got time and I'm in a certain mood, it'll be fine. <laughs> Don't panic, science sofa. Do you want to talk about some neighbours then? Uh, yes. Well, actually, no. Uh, because I do want to mention the new Patreons this week. We've got first, new Patreons. This is exciting. I know. If you want to become Sorry, a Patreon, it's just a quid. Just one quid a month. And that gets you early access to the podcast, so it'll be out. Before Friday morning, usually out, depending on when we go, it's usually out Thursday evening or Thursday night. You also get video access as well. So you can see us doing it. So all the visual jokes that we make that make no sense on an audio podcast make all the sense in the world when you can see our faces and you can see Adam nodding like he is there. Uh, And you can see my massive forehead. Stop worrying about it. Anyway, new Patreons, Emma, Parry, and David Broughton. Thank you very much for your support. We hope you're enjoying the content. Um, we've got, we also give, give you bonus content here and there as well. Uh, I'm, so I don't know if you know this, but I am training for a marathon in April. Uh, me and Adam discussed really? last week about, yeah, yeah, I don't know if, no, I don't know. I don't know it, but no, nothing, nothing concrete, no. <laughs> That rumbling is me doing all the running and the training. Uh, actually, no, I fucking injured myself last week. So, but I'm still on course. It's a minor setback. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, literally. So, I'll be fine. Do you have uh, a story about the marathon, or is it just that you're doing a marathon again? So I've been. We discussed last week about me doing a little fitness video, maybe. Uh, I have been working on that. Hell. Yeah, we did in a would that'd be funny, and then move on to something something about neighbours. You actually you you're literally running with this, are you? Yeah, I'm running with this. I've got a I've got a, a thing down and uh, a routine exercise down, so I'm going to have a couple of cracks at recording that. And do I have to do anything for this? Play. You don't have to do anything. I mean, you can do the exercises if you want. No, fucking knock yourself out. Go for it. Yeah, it's uh. Like I'm very, much, I'm not an athlete by any stretch of the means. I am a, I am a massive beginner, so uh, that's the level it'll be at. But I think, uh, I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun to do, and I think you guys would have fun watching it. Well, if that's not worth a pound a month, I don't know what is. Exactly. You know what is? I'm going to tell you what is. So if you're keeping, you're going to say in a second, oh, we watch Neighbours and we watch the episodes, whatever, to something else. I don't know. But we know that it's episode 9,000 very, very soon. We are fast approaching it. Um, we did a giveaway for Patreon subscribers uh, a couple of weeks back. For, it went down pretty well. Um, you're, you do have to be in it to win it, though. So you have to be a, a Patreon to get entered into it. But we are going to do another one to celebrate episode 9,000. Um, we're going to do another Patreon giveaway. We're going to give something away. It was a mug last time. It'll probably be something different this time. It'll either be, if we're being sensible on the day, it'll be like a T-shirt. If not, it might be a fucking shower curtain. So just, <laughs> it's, it'll be something, okay? 
You can buy our shit on Redbubble anyway, but we're going to give something away for uh, for free. If you not well, it is for free, but you do have to pay a pound every month to be entered in it. I mean, that's that's a bargain, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. That's better odds than a lottery, I'd say. And yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it is, and a better price. So, <laughs> go on then. Tell them what neighbors episodes we've been watching. Uh, yeah. Episode nine eight thousand nine hundred and ninety two to ninety five. Okay. So we got another week of neighbors, and then the nine thousand will be that first one the week after. Whoa, and that's oh, when yeah. we're gonna. That's yeah. when we're gonna so you have to be, give away. Yeah, and... you have to be an active Patreon member by the time that episode nine thousand is out. Yeah, and then we'll do a little. We'll do a little draw. We'll do. We'll do the giveaway, and uh, you never know. We might do something else to celebrate episode 9,000 as well. We might. We might. It could be you. I'm pointing at the camera like the lottery thing now. It could be yeah, you. Yeah, just get on with it. <laughs> right. Neighbours, first thing I want to talk about at least is those pesky youths. So fucking yep. pesky. So, so troublesome. They're just in a nice little cafe. Has his little nice cafe. And he's just getting about, trying to make coffees and do ham and cheese, his legendary ham and cheese toasters. And there's a load of little cunts just pouring sugar on the table. You can tell it's half-term, can't you? I like that it is, has happened during half-term. You haven't planned that at all, not even a little bit. <laughs> but I am, it is quite funny because, yeah, because if I went if I went round, I don't know, the local, probably McDonald's near where, near where I live. If I went in the McDonald's in the middle of the day, there'd be a load of knobheads doing something. So, yeah, it does yeah. fit in quite well. Yeah, it's, it's quite hard to keep kids entertained during half-term as well. All right. And so they're just trying to keep themselves entertained by pouring sugar So you think it's, it's perfectly acceptable then that these knobheads are doing this? No, not at all, but I can understand why. They're bored. They don't... They're out of it. They've got no school to go to. They don't want to be home because their parents are home. And they don't want to be... Hanging around with the parents, so they're out just wreaking havoc. How old are these kids? That is up for debate, isn't it? That is very much well, up for debate. Well, this was the big thing at the start of the week. So this is what I've noticed a little bit recently with neighbours. They kind of have something at the start of the week and something at the end of the week, and then that means that there's big, like the big query on Twitter or whatever, is at the start of the week, and then there's something else by the end of the week in the mm. neighbours' neighbors land. So at the start of the week, people were very upset or drawing attention to the possible age of not necessarily the whole group of youths, but the main youth. Yeah, the leader. They were, in fact, saying there wasn't much youth about this youth. Yeah, I mean, people age differently, at diff- you know. Some people look at older naturally, like I'm forever young, obviously. But some people do or do look older than they actually are, vice versa. But they do make pains to say that he isn't in school, this guy. Yeah. It is mentioned a couple of times. He's like an old he's like the leader of this gang. Yeah. He's like the artful dodger. He's he's knocking about <laughs> with these with these reprobates. Um how how old for example, if neighbor if neighbours rang you Okay. And said, right, we've heard, well, they can ring us both. We've heard your stuff. We know you, you fans are neighbours and we've got, we think you've got some interesting 
ideas. We're going to bring you on as consultants, obviously, but um, we've also got a few guest roles for you. Would you be interested? We'd both say fucking yeah, absolutely obviously. brilliant. Yeah. What age are you going to tell them you think you can you can play? What's your playing age for if you were on Neighbours? <laughs> I think I'd be like, listen, I can be JJ's mate. He's your best mate. JJ's mate. <laughs> JJ yeah. and JK just getting yeah. about fucking school. Yeah. You think you would um, be in school? That's what I pitch myself as, yeah. I'd be like, I, I'm in high, I, I'm in school with JJ. That is terrifying. That's like, <laughs> what, like, well, there's a history of this throughout, isn't there? Like, Dawson's Creek, they were like at the start of Dawson's Creek. I think they were supposed to be about 13 at the start of Dawson's Creek. And James Vanderbeek had a fucking beard. He was like, <laughs> he was, he was at least 37 years old at the start of that. <laughs> like Joshua Jackson, who was pacey in Dawson's Creek, I'm showing my Creek knowledge here. Um, if there was a quiz coming up about Dawson's Creek, I'd do all right. Home and away, fuck all, but Dawson's Creek, I think I'd do okay. <laughs> So Joshua Jackson was in Mighty Ducks when he was young. Like in oh, the yeah, first Mighty Ducks, he's like 12. <clears throat> that came out probably about 25 years before Dawson's Creek. I'm exaggerating. Um, but there's no way he was fucking 14 in Dawson's Creek. No way. Yeah, um, American, they did that a lot in the 90s, didn't they, in America? Yeah. Like, they cast people as teens who were clearly in their 30s. Like Buffy yeah. as well, the guy who was Xander. Whoa, hang on. What are you going to say oh, about Buffy? Xander was clearly in his He's perfect, that TV programme. <laughs> Xander was in... Xander in Buffy was... Um, he was about 40 when the series finished. <laughs> like two, two years a fucking teenager. But yeah. you cast me as, J- as JJ's best mate. It's completely believable. Fuck completely. Me. So bad. What about yourself? Can I turn that question back on you, Adam? Of course you can. Um, I am not kidding myself at <laughs> all. Um, absolutely not. I I think I'm I'm hanging out with Andy Rodwell, Toady. I'm in that kind of group. You're in that I think. Crew. Okay. Yeah, one that is befitting my age and appearance, somewhat. I think. Yeah, I mean, you've all got the, the stubbly beards going on as well, so you could you'd make a nice little group with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, we would be stubbly beard crew. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Imagine, um, you all, imagine you go like bowling together as well and have little home. All, you'd all have shirts. I'd be and, all right with that. And like a little secret, not a handshake, but maybe like a hand sign that you all do. Like when you hit a strike, you do a little. Okay. Kind of thing, just as like for your group. Yeah, I'd say that's what. That's what I feel like that's quite in keeping. I think I, feel, I think I could play that age no problem. You getting about in an Erinsborough high jacket and coming on to Sadie Rodwell would be worrying. Let's <laughs> hope she's never on this podcast. <laughs> I hope she is, just because yeah. it's nice to have people on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so has and Mac realised that it's Slade, the guy who threw shit at Mel. Yeah. Uh, so they tell Andy this, and they go to convince Mel to go to the police and make a statement and say, "Yeah, it was. It was definitely that guy." Uh, there's also at the same time a picture of Paul that has been vandalized. I think it's the one that was outside the spa. Yeah. So I thought this was inside. So I didn't. I was a bit unsure, like how this got vandalized, because 
the kids wouldn't have been in the hotel just having a facial in the spa. Katrina, Katrina would have let him in. Yeah, no, she would have fucking let him in. No. If they'd have slipped, no, they they'd have slipped her twenty dollars. She'd have gone, yeah, do what the fuck you want. Do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. Wow, definitely. She is not a good employee at all. Uh, and Remy and Kara think that this vandalized picture is actually Aaron. Because Andy goes, yeah, I don't think the kids would have done that. I don't know why they've done that. Mm. So Remy and Kara are like, hmm, must have been Aaron then, because he fucking hates Paul. Yeah, and he's been like devastated recently. And quite angry. Um, now JJ and Dex are getting about from school one day. School uh, open, or are they building a fucking old people's home? It makes I, no sense. Yeah, I think they're coming back from school. They are because they're in the school uniform. Yeah, so that would suggest they are coming back from school. Straight, Unless straight they give away, I think. <laughs> I mean, they could like the school could have closed, and they're just going. Yeah, we're going to school every day, but they're not. They're just. I feel like the parents would know if the school was closed. I don't know. I don't know in this fucking situation. They Jane's barely it. there. She runs the place. True. Uh, so they run into this gang, but Andy shows up and he nicks Slade and says, right, come on, you, you down at the police station, I'm going to charge you with throwing shit over Mel, uh, which he which he does. Uh, meanwhile, Carl, Cara and Remy fucking bollock Aaron and just like we know you did this so we know you're angry but you can't just go around if you don't bollock him they wouldn't do that I felt like it was a bit of a bollocking no they were both went double like they, it was a proper mum telling off but off both of them I felt and That's, Aaron's just something worse than a mum telling off is a double mum telling off I imagine so exactly so Aaron but Aaron's too distracted he's just so fucking angry and like the kettle's going off and it's that thing where like they're, they're talking fades out and then the other sounds start coming in and it gets close on his face and he just gets off. He's just like, I'm not going to listen to you two anymore. Fuck off. See you later. I'm getting off. Which I think is fair because I, are we meant to think he's actually done it? Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah. Did we see that? No. No. But he, So you think he, he actually did it? Yeah. I don't think he did. I think well, he did, otherwise why, why would the there would be no point? No, I thought the point is that they the kids did it, but then no, because you've, 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 you've done done it all backwards. Like at first, they think it's all that they think the kids have done it. That's how it starts. She finds mm-hmm. the picture and she's like, "Oh, the kid, look at this! This is ridiculous." Then she sees Aaron, and Aaron's like, "Yeah, I'm glad it got ripped actually, because he's because he killed David." And then she goes, "Oh." And yeah, then, but... she, then she realised that is realises that it was Aaron. No, I just this thought is that so was... minor in fucking four episodes <laughs> worth of shit. It's <laughs> not even a little bit important. That's not what I got. That's not what I got from it anyway. I'll just I'll just say that. Uh, so he just gets off uh, the drinks van. Once Slade is charged, though, he's like, "You can't fucking hold me. I'll I'll vandalise things again." And he gets to work straight away by vandalising the drinks diva's van. Yeah. Uh, so Aaron's even more fucking angry about this because they've put little, they don't like devil ears on him and stuff, and give him a devil tail. Standard shit. Big penis going in like oh, in Black Mel's out. face, and, and she's like, Bleh. um. I, I, I think it's worse that they've left the drinks divas van with David's like 
face painted on it outside the fucking Ramsey Street. Anyway, it's the most yeah. insensitive thing. It's it should be vandalized, or it's, I'm surprised it wasn't just set on fire or something. And Aaron did that because leaving that as just a permanent reminder of he's dead now. But look at his happy smiley face with a mojito. Yeah. Come every on, time, every time you wake up, you look out the window. It's just his smiling face on it's a awful. man. Yeah, it's really. You could at least put like a fucking cover on it or something. Get rid of it. Or just Get park it around the corner. We we know there's around the corner. Just yeah. park it around there. Yeah, it needs to go like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's completely vandalized. So Aaron's fucking mental. And he's been witness to what's been going on. So he knows it's Slade. So he goes to find Slade. No, JJ knows it's Slade. Oh, yeah. J- oh, yeah. Because JJ was like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I chased him off. Yeah. And that's what's going to lead, cause him a bit of trouble down the line. It is, yeah. Only he had like a slightly older, and by slightly older, I mean about 40-year-old pal just knocking about school to have his back. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I would not have his back. To be no. fair, I, I'd be the one behind him going, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, that fucking, Slade's a fucking scary character. You throw shit on people. I'm not dealing with that. You still think it's actual shit? Still think it's actual shit, yeah. What? <laughs> until, until it's been... Shown to me what it is. It was it shit. Okay, if only, we, if only we could speak to someone who might know exactly what it was <laughs> in that cup. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And yeah. get it cleared up once, once and for all. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> cleared up, unlike Mel's dress because it's full of shit. Uh, yeah, so Anne goes to beat the shit out of Slade. I thought he was going to get a couple of punches in. To be honest, I was a bit. I was a bit upset that he didn't. He just. Then he would have been in a lot of trouble, wouldn't he? He would have been in a lot of trouble. And I think that would have been a better story if he was in a lot of trouble. He would have been arrested like a lot of trouble. It wouldn't have just been like, oh, I'll have a little chat with you in the cop car and tell you to calm down. We've all got problems. Like, it wouldn't have been that. It would have been, I'm going to have to arrest you now, dickhead. And they they still want Aaron to be on the verge of the breakdown, but they don't want to lock him away, do they? Yeah, I mean, you don't get locked up forever, but I I thought that was a... Thought that's where they were going. I think that would be interesting. You know, you've got this... in prison. Not in prison, but you know, charge. He, he would have beaten up a kid. <laughs> no, he's not a kid. They've, he's he's, so he's an adult who leads kids to so pour sugar bad. and just vandalize shit. Uh, but Andy, Andy makes the save. Rugby tackles him and gets him off, and has a fucking word with him as well. Uh, Andy also takes a statement off JJ. And Remy and Kara are not happy that JJ is kind of getting involved with this and putting himself about. Uh, again, I thought this was that like Kara and Remy were just interfering a lot this week. And I thought that was what they were trying to go for, is that they're just kind of sticking their noses in with things. That, uh, they're the ones who realise that the consequences have actions. So they were telling like JJ, right, well done for kind of sticking up. We get that. And we did teach you to like stand up to people. However, this 40-year-old guy now knows where you live. Do you remember when the Linwell brothers knew where we lived? And JJ was like, no, I don't remember that storyline. And they were like, shh, it got dropped. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Your uncle's coming next week. Um, <laughs> like, stuff, stuff like that is going on. Like, I think they're the ones who are kind of... Almost calling people out on their bullshit, these two. And I quite like them. I think they're doing quite well. Because at the moment, they haven't got a storyline for themselves as such. So they are keeping an eye on everybody else. We'll get to 
other people yeah. later on. I think that's yeah, what I keep him watch. No, no, like I wasn't upset about him. Like, sound like you, you hate the characters now. And you, you want them gone. <laughs> no, I was just like I thought that's what they were doing. Like they're just kind of sticking their noses into stuff and being involved with stuff, just because they're on the street and that's what you do when you're on the street. You neighbors, isn't it? Yeah, you get involved with shit and that you're not meant to, and there's really none of your business. Uh, Aaron, on my turn, won't spend any time with Isla. Uh, Nicolette is really struggling with being the kind of soul. Uh, parent here uh, yeah. and she proper blows up at him at one point and he's like fuck this see you later and they look like to, they sort it out Jane is doing everything she can here she's like listen Isla's off somewhere today so you two can sit down and sort this out and figure out where you're going to go and it seems like they do well, I mean, out. she says when she blows up at him, she says David would be ashamed at how you're Ooh. acting. And that was like, oh, that is a bad. And she she was keeping that in the back pocket for a special occasion. And she yeah. fucking dropped it on him. <laughs> nothing beats that. Like, that is the worst. Um, I really like what they're doing with, like, I, I, sometimes we talk about that, so sometimes we don't. I think these two are doing pretty well. I, I'm, I'm really oh, yeah. liking it. Like, um, it's it's re- it's really good. I think Aaron is rightly getting a lot of the plaudits, Matt. I think he's getting a lot of the the flowers for the whole thing and everything. But I think just behind is Nicolette. I think she's doing her role of the whole thing really well, where she has just been left. It is all getting put upon her. She feels like she can't have a go too much, but then that comes out because she is struggling herself. Of course she is. And yeah. then... Like you say, they do have a little bit of a chat, like they're going to work things out um, and they're going to have a bit of a wake. Not a wake, a little memorial kind of thing. Jane says, well, we'll just get some friends around. We'll say some nice things about Dave and then we'll just have a bit of a chat and it'll all be okay. Aaron says okay and then he fucks off and doesn't come back. Yeah, well, he goes for a run. He's like, I'm going for a run. Uh, I don't know if he's training for a marathon or not. He would have mentioned it, surely, if he was. He would have told us. Yeah, he would have told you, yeah, incessantly. Uh, and he goes for a run, but he seems to have a bit of a breakdown again. He he gets to Lester's Lake, and he just starts having flashbacks, and he just completely breaks down, which is a really heartbreaking scene. Uh, and, yeah, he texts Nicolette saying, yeah, not coming back tonight. Don't know when I'm coming back in a bit. And so, yeah, we actually don't know when he's coming back. Nope. No? I, I reckon he might be gone for a couple of weeks, you know. He'll be back next week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Nicolette's pretty stressed about this whole thing in the place. Uh, and then you know, she's having to deal with Isla, who's obviously asking questions. And then obviously uh, dad is gone. And then she's like, where's dada? And uh, she's like, is he leaving me like you? And then Jane's like, oh, I'm going to take her to the zoo for the day. But she comes back because she's worried that Nicolette's going to disappear as well. And poor Nicolette has to deal with that. And that's that was all. Pretty heartbreaking as well. Yeah, we can't make any jokes about any of that. No, we can't. So we'll move swiftly on. Uh, then, because of these fucking pesky ewes, yeah. they put a load of nails in the car park. So weird. Um, so everybody who at the, the complex who drives over him, flat tyre. One of those people being Nicolette. And she's pretty stressed because she can't change the tyre. Uh, I mean, she's not put the jack... I, like, I know nothing about changing tyres, but you need to put the jack up. Otherwise, you take the tyre off and it's not going to come off because you need to raise the car up. You have to raise it on the floor. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't do that. Uh, so Andy goes to help her. 
And at this point as well, so Andy's acting a bit sus. He was acting sus in the morning. Wendy's like, you're right. And he's dead jumping. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, why has everything got to be a drama with you? Anyway, I'm off to work. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to put okay. down this photo album. Yeah. For you to then look quizzically at the camera and then look at it. Yeah. And then we can get some pictures of your brother who's coming into the show next week. Uh, so she looks and she's like, oh, thinking about his brother. Uh, so Andy goes, in, so he talks to Nicolette and she's like, yeah, I borrowed Byron's car without telling him, which is a great move. I love that. I, I love their relationship so much. That, oh, yeah, that is what exactly what would, would go on. That is pretty yeah. cool. She's just like, I'm nicking your shit car so I can yeah. go to Lasters for a bit. I'm not going to tell you because fuck you. And she's like, great. So I've now got to tell him I've nicked his car. And secondly, he needs a new tire. Uh, and then he's like, oh, so you've got a brother, eh? How's that? Brothers and are then, hard. Brothers are hard, aren't they? And then he literally goes on a fucking tour of everybody who's got a brother in the show. <laughs> yeah. He goes, Leo, you have a brother. Oh, no, you don't, dear. Sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he just, talk- he just goes on a tour about talking about brothers. You know what annoyed me during Andy's little, like, snapping spree when he was just going around being a bit stressed out? Has. Yeah, he was annoying. He's so he's annoying, such, my guy. Such a little grass, isn't he? Such a, a grass. So, so that, where's the code or anything there? See, Has would not be in our bowling team. He would just wouldn't be. He could. No. He'd be get. He'd keep trying to get in, and we'd be like, "Fuck you, Has. Bros over hoes and all that kind of business." He'd just be like, "She proper grasses him up." Wendy's when I can't remember why Wendy's in there. Wendy's just comes in the coffee shop and goes, "Oh, oh she just says fucking loads of screws all over the." the uh, driveway. Um, luckily, Andrew said, don't don't drive in. And Has goes, what's up with that bitch? Yeah, he was a bit and, of a dick before. Well, yeah. He, he was telling me, he, was, he, he had a right go at me. No, he didn't. <laughs> he completely snapped. He lost it. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He, was, he, he, he responded perfectly. Yeah. How you'd expect someone because Has comes up and goes, There's people, they're in the car park again. You need to do some. Why aren't you doing anything about the it? Sugar all over my tables. Yeah. Like everyone loves to tell Andy what how to do his job. Yeah. Again, I, I I've said this from the start. I feel sorry for this guy. Because yeah. every cunt on that street tells him how to do his job. And he's just like, Well, are you a fucking policeman? No. Don't tell me how to do my fucking job. There's a fucking process. And I it feel needs like to be that, he should have said, he should have said to Has, you stick to the toasties. And I'll sort out the criminals. Like that's that's your go back, go back over there, back in the kitchen, pal. But for him to grass him up to Wendy Rodwell, prick. Yeah, no when need. Was the last for that. time we saw the dog, we haven't seen the dog since he got the dog back. <laughs> He's in the pool. He's in the pool. That dog. Fucking loves jumping in the pool. That dog. Uh. So yeah, Wendy eventually collars Andy. And she's like, oh, heard you snapped at Haz. And he's like, well, fucking didn't, but whatever. Yeah. And she's like, well, what's been up with you? And he's like, got a letter. And you can see it's from a prison. And you can connect the dots because you've seen him looking at photos. And it's also been spoiled online for us as well, quite nicely. Uh, That, yeah, his brother, Felix, will be here next week. And he's nothing like Andy, because I'm assuming he's just getting out of prison. That's what it is, right? That's what it's got to be. Yeah, he's getting out of prison. He's going to need a place to stay. It's going to have to be the Rodwells, because it's going to be part of his parole or his probation or whatever. Yeah. And then he's going to need a job. What's Uh, his job going to be? 
cafe. Yeah. Working with Haz, I imagine. Yeah, it's going to be working with Haz. And then there's going to, I can, oh, fuck me, I can already exactly see how this is going to go. Haz's till is going to be down at some point. Yes. He's going to like, yeah, I'm missing $20. And he's going yeah. to go, well, he is, Felix is an ex-con. And then it's going to look like it was Felix because he's like, just bought something for $20. Yeah. But then it turns out he hasn't and he's, you know, he shoved that, that money up his ass in prison and he's kept it's all It's going to be the used again, probably. The used yeah, will have be- stolen from Haz. Haz will think it's Felix. And there we go. Meanwhile, Felix... And Haz jumps to the conclusion because Felix smiles at Mackenzie at some point or helps her get away from said youths. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just going to act like the jealous and secure person. I think Felix is, is going to be a good guy. Yeah, um, he's a However, well. down the line, his past will come back to haunt him. I think it will. I think at some point he might have been desperate for money. So he might have had to put some sperm in a cup. I think that's uh, that's my bold prediction right now. So bold. So bold. Yeah, because he, I think JJ, he was almost right with the with Andy Rodwell. He was so close to it, but yeah. I mean, cool. the guy looks a bit like JJ as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does as well, yeah. He looks more like JJ than he looks like Andy. Yeah. Yeah. He does. So, there we go. Bold prediction. So, yeah, that is a couple of storylines. Good. All good. I really like this week, and I always say this when it happens, that I like how they all kind of intertwined a little bit and there was people from other storylines getting involved with this storyline and back and forth. It was it was very well written this week. Uh, right, should we, uh, should we do Chelsea? Yeah, go on. Let's do Chelsea. People so, hate this bitch online. Yeah, people, people really don't her. like this character. No. I really do, though. I've got really do? Love. I've got nothing but respect for this girl. Shock. What a shock that was that you <laughs> like this character. I'm shocked. I didn't see that coming in any way. <laughs> so, yeah, Cara and Remy are sticking their nose in again. No, they're, they're not. Like, yeah, they're sticking they're their nose people in. people out on their bullshit. No, they're sticking their nose in. Because they go up to the penthouse and they're like, so you're living in the penthouse now? They bring her all the shit. That's yeah, why they're... they turn up at the penthouse because they bring her all the stuff from their yeah, house. Because right. they're they're trying to make sure that sort of like so you're definitely not coming back, right? You live here now, and she's like, "Yep, live here now." And they're like, "Hmm, not sure how I feel about this. This is I don't know. I don't know if I trust her." Why would you? Um, she's been nothing but honest so far. What? <laughs> well, up until that point, I think she's been nothing but honest. She's a scam artist she is just getting about throwing a weight around she's clearly brainwashed Paul Robinson which is no mean feat she's she is the worst (laughs) here's the thing though you're supposed to think she's the worst she's a bad character for the show she's an antagonist she's supposed to wind you up She's supposed to cause drama and make you go, oh, I really don't like her. That's the whole point. Yeah. The only problem with me is that I see all antagonists as protagonists. That's my problem. You don't. You see blondes with long legs and go, 
She seems like she's a good egg. And we all know what happens with good eggs on this show. It usually turns out that they are indeed not good eggs. Until you talk to them in real life and then you think, good egg. Ben egg again. Yeah, maybe that'll happen again. Maybe the cycle will repeat itself. Uh, Chelsea does instantly start throwing her weight around here, though. She's like, right, I'm in the penthouse. I'm large. I'm in charge. Byron, start fucking doing his linen. I felt sorry for Byron here because he's just like, well, I work on reception. Nothing yeah, it's not my job. It's not my fucking job. I'm here just getting a coffee. Like, and she's like, no, get it. I don't care. Just get it fucking sorted. And he's yeah. just like, fuck's sake, quiet, Bitch. fine. Yeah. Uh, Karen Remy are like, that was a bit harsh. And they're like, stop interfering with my business. Doing things. Uh, and Krista, she really wants to push ahead with the longest lion event. Are you still excited about the longest lion? I think this is the worst event slash memorial to a dead person I've ever heard of. Like <laughs> they're selling this like this is this is his lasting legacy. It's what David would have wanted. This is what what a way to remember our fallen comrade. It's what the fuck is it? I can't even it, understand it, what this shit is. The Lassiter's Longest Lion. This is not an event for the ages. This is not something that will be talked about for years to come. It is shite. Does it involve a load of couples getting in bed together? If it is, I am back in. But I don't understand (laughs) what it is. What the fuck is it? We've got a lot of fucking doodles from David's fucking notebook. What the fuck is it? What is it? Paul has been brainwashed by Krista now into thinking this is the fucking greatest marketing promotional event that Lasseter's have ever seen. Bollocks. Sorry for (laughs) shouting. What is this event, please? Uh, I'm assuming it's just whoever lies in the longest. Whoever longs in the liest. And lies in the longest. Right. Wins a, a prize. Are we all getting one big bed? Is it one big bed? Is it like when it was, you know, those ones? I've never actually seen one of these in real life. One of those touch the truck kind of things. Last one to touch the truck gets the truck. Is that what this is? Last one who leaves the bed gets herpes. Is that what this is? Yeah, I think so, yeah. They did that on Neighbours, didn't they? They did like that car one. Yeah, I think we watched that, I think. Back in the old days when we re-watched stuff. We might have re-watched it. Yeah, I think we did. I think it was like Summer and D were like the, the final two. So is everyone in one big bed or are they all in different separate beds? I think they're all separate beds. Are they going to set it out outside like a load of beds in a row? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's just going to be lots of beds outside. Who do you think is going to be in the beds? Because at one point, Krista says, oh, I can get count on you and you and Toadie to be in this Therese. And Therese has got a lot of other shit going on at the moment. And I'm pretty sure David's just died. And they're like, oh, do you want to come for a fun day out in, the, in bed? And she's like, yeah, all right. Uh, leave me alone. Ooh. I have just thought about something though. Go on. Maybe, maybe two people end up in bed that shouldn't. Maybe it's like a raffle of maybe that that be, I'd be all right with that. Yeah, that'd be good. I'd be back in now. Yeah, if you if, yeah you if have you to mix up the couples and whoever's in the bed. Yeah, that'd be you, good. I, I also would like to see some fun ones as well. So you've got them. You've got obviously like Mel getting put with Toady. That'd be awkward and dramatic and everything. But then, like, could we have Wendy with... Who would, who would Wendy annoy the shit out of the most? That's what I'm thinking. Who would you... <laughs> Wendy and Chelsea would be a great little... Uh, yeah, pair, I think. 
Yeah, that would be very fun indeed. Uh, Krista and Paul, he wouldn't get fucking involved though, would he? He doesn't care. No, Paul's not going uh, uh, for JJ's sake, it'd be nice if he got Sadie. Byron and Sadie. Oh, yeah. because yeah, romance yeah, as well, maybe. I think that might be on the radar. Uh, so, yeah, she she's pushing ahead with this, but Chelsea's like, it's not fucking happening. Uh, why does she say... I, I, why does she hate this idea so much? Apart from the obvious reasons what I've said about being fucking mental, why does she want it? Because she's in a power play with Krista. That's what it is. Okay. Because so, and she's trying to, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of Game of Thrones. Like it's, you know, she's, there's a, there's a power vacuum there and she's trying to take it for herself. So and Krista is right now her biggest rival because Therese is all like, she's not asked about Therese. She, she looked, there's a look that she gives Therese, like, cause she's looking at the, uh, the thing of her son in Lasseter's. And Chelsea comes out the lift and goes, I don't even need... She, like, she looks at her like she's pathetic and just goes, yeah, yeah I don't need to fucking deal with you. She's a horrible person. She literally looks at her and goes, yeah, don't need to deal with you right now. Or, See, I, or like, at all. People keep trying to tell me that she's in, that, she, there's a, that there's a lot to this character. There might be in the future. People are telling me like, oh no, she's nice really and there's a reason why she, she's horrible at the moment. She's horrible. <laughs> uh, so Chelsea backs down at first as like all right it's shit but okay i'm not i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna die on this hill just yet but then she changes her mind pretty quickly so chris is doing the briefing for it she's like right this is how it's gonna go down and she's like stop 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 this is not fucking happening anymore and just cancel it and then krista kind of backs down it's like they're both sizing each other up a little bit here and they don't want to fucking go all in yet and go to war, but so they're just kind of jabbing each other and figuring this out. To uh, Krista backs down this time, but she's got a good plan here. She sees uh, she sees Chelsea going for a coffee, and they're like, "Go and get in Paul's coffee, there. You got ten minutes." So she's like, "Right, brilliant." Legs it up, talks to Paul, and kind of convinces him. And in a pretty, I didn't like this, like. She tells him, oh, oh yeah. Well, here we go. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make T-shirts that say Team Chelsea or Team Crystal on them. You are Team Chelsea. Completely. That's 100%. the only reason you don't like this. <laughs> no, because she does lead Paul. I know, I know Paul reaches for a little bit, but she doesn't say no at any point. But So Paul's under the impression that Leo is fully behind this. She never, agree- she never okays it. He, he's got it in his head. You are right. Yeah, but she also doesn't say, she doesn't stop him at any point. She says, point. well, that's up to Leo, not me. She says that. Uh, I think she could be like, listen, you are the most. You wear <laughs> Chelsea coloured spectacles. You are blinded so easily by people. <laughs> it's probably an endearing quality, a nice thing that you are seeing the best of people. Just it's just weird how you only see the best in really tall, leggy blondes. I don't know <laughs> what it is. Uh, so yeah, Paul's under the impression that it might win Leo over. So Krista comes back down and is like, "Yeah, fucking checkmate." I've convinced Paul; he's got no problem with it. Fucking top that one, uh, Paul. She Chelsea drags Paul outside. She's like, "Come on, let's go for a walk." They bump into Leo, and and Paul's like. Leo, please move back in. 
I've said okay to the longest lion thing. And he's Leo's like, no, fuck off. Stay away from me. Don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. And that devastates Paul because he was holding on to that belief that Leo would move back in. And Chelsea, quick as a flash, goes, right, can use this. And gets him back upstairs and goes, shouldn't have listened to Krista. She was she was mean and manipulative there for uh, for for letting you believe that. What should have happened is that she should have been allowed up. So that's never happening again. And just so I've got a little bit more power here and people respect what I say, how about you make me acting manager, I think is the term. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll draft someone up now. And there we go. She she's sees that power there. She's awful. <laughs> so bad. It is, a, it is very like on a slightly more soapy Australian way of doing it, but it is a bit Game of Thrones that she is like trying to take control. She is like the Cersei of neighbours. Most definitely. She's... Because I think now, like I was annoyed the other week when Paul gave his phone to her so easily and I, I, I am still annoyed about that. But I can see it going now where he is just this quiet shell of a man who's no one gets to ever see. He's just hauled up in, hauled up in his um, penthouse. People come to see him and she just keeps sending him away. He's, she's running, running, ruling the roost, running the show downstairs and just being an absolute tyrant to Holly, to Byron, to Katrina. I mean, Katrina will just quit. She's not half. But... I reckon they get on. I honestly reckon them two would get no on like a house on fire. No one in that show is gonna get on with Chelsea. I think I think a bit down the road we'll have a case of who shot Chelsea. Whoa. I reckon she's I reckon it's gonna it's not for a while yet. I think they are gonna build this up that where she pisses so many people Everybody off, off. People are out to get her. Wow. That's I like that a lot. I like that. Maybe not shot, like I don't know, like pushed off the balcony. Well, a lot of people have been pushed off balconies. Apparently, yeah, true. Apparently, so I was reading up about because it's episode nine thousand coming up. I was reading up about some of the other thousand episodes, mm-hmm. and I found one. Uh, it was episode six thousand, and they were going to do a who shot Paul storyline. Yeah. However, they changed it to who pushed Paul off the balcony or whatever it was because yeah. because of the rating for the show, they could they didn't want to do a gun shooting him in the end. So they did yeah. the pushing him off. And that's why there are more people falling off fucking balconies on this show than anything else. However, if it is on freebie, maybe we could talk about this in a second. Uh, if it's on freebie um, or streaming services, maybe they're allowed to do a bit more. Um, did you read online about Free V? The, there was rumours that Free V was going under. No, you've not been online today. So I, I, I try not to go online because there's oh, yesterday. Was everywhere. So apparently, um, there were some rumours out there that Free V, not necessarily Neighbours, was ending, but Free V was going to get kicked into touch or something by Amazon because nobody's really watching it that much. And they were just going to put maybe Neighbours on Prime, but then they limit the viewers because obviously you have to pay for Prime and you have to pay for freebie and all that. Apparently, the, these are just rumours at the moment. This is just all bullshit. Um, 
but maybe something to just watch with a careful eye as we go forward. Ooh. Yeah, it is. It is weird that they've done a whole new channel because you can watch stuff on Prime for free. You just have to watch adverts. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird that they then launched the entire new channel it's from a that. Bit weird. They could have just. They've already had something, but I don't know. I don't know. Someone at Amazon's probably just justifying their own job there, aren't they? By Quite by possibly, making stuff. Yeah. That happens um, a lot in companies. Stuff just gets made just so because someone. This is true. It's like people getting called acting manager when really they've got absolutely no standing in the company whatsoever and the other person owns half of it yeah she is a sinclair remember she is a sinclair we've not forgot she actually mentioned a dead dad this week in the drugs as well which was quite nice awesome. she's like yeah my dad that when my dad died like two weeks ago when i was on the skag a week ago you know i was pretty i'm pretty upset but i'm i'm great now and i'm a sinclair and i own half this shit yeah, she is. What do you make of Krista moving into the shared house? Oh yeah, she does, don't she? Ah, I mean that was nice of them to do. Would you would you move into a shared house if you were a millionaire? Probably not, no. no. I get what they mean. Like she felt lonely because there's no David and she might use drugs yeah. again. Uh so she wants a, a couple of mates. She's going out with Leo though. Yeah. He's there all the time. He's never at the vineyard. Yeah, they could. Yeah, she could just live with Leo for a little Where's bit. Where does Leo know, live? A little bit. Yeah, it's it's probably Where does a bit... he live. <sighs> Vineyard? No, no. Oh yeah. Well, I oh, know we lived at Paul's. Obviously, he lived but at then Paul's, he where did, the fuck is he now? Yeah, yeah. I reckon he's got a place at the Vineyard. See why? I, I won't be surprised now if them two buy the shared, like the shared house. Like Aaron and Dave were going to buy the shared house, and now that's not happening. But could Krista and Leo? Buy the share out? I don't know. It just seems a bit like everyone's all over the show, really. It's like they need an extra house on this street, I think. Yeah, they do, but Vera Punt's I don't want to live with Haz. Imagine living with Haz. He would be perving over Chris the non-stop and just like, here's a toasty. I don't want another fucking toasty. I want a real meal for once. Stop going on about coffee. No one cares, Tim. Oh, sorry, shit. I've got some of my own things to work through there. That's not that's something. <laughs> it really annoys. It really annoys me. With has like every time they they really want to push that he's a coffee connoisseur, they just have him sniffing coffee, going, "Oh, that's brilliant." That's all coffee connoisseurs do. <sighs> yeah, yeah, wine connoisseurs it. just sniff wine. No, no, fuck off. That's Chances. different. <laughs> Don't if, fucking come at wine. If you if you want if you want to be a connoisseur or something, just start fucking sniffing it. <laughs> Right, last storyline we're going to talk Whoa. about. This might be a shorter one than usual this week. Uh, it's it's your favourite. It's Mel. I think she's been pretty good value this week. Yeah, no, I have as well, actually. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, so she tells Holly everything. I've also really enjoyed Holly this week. She's I, been re- I love Holly Highland. I, I think yeah, she's great. She's, yeah, not that I never did enjoy Holly, but she's been brilliant. Even when it's not the storyline about her, She's been fucking brilliant in this. She's, I, she's one of my favourite characters. Yeah, well, yeah. I we think she's really good. In our, uh, in our tiering system, we put her right up there at the top, didn't we? Yeah, rightly so. And rightly so. So, yeah, Mel tells Holly everything. And Holly's like, well, you can't fucking go. Off. He's married. You can't go after him. You can't do that. You're, you're a fucking child. You can't, you can't do this. Stop acting like a child. Proper tells her off. But... Mel just goes and winds Teresa up anyway. 
just because she can. Uh, yeah. Because she knows some information that she knows that Therese doesn't know. So she's just fucking stirring the pot there. Uh, so Therese tells Toadie everything about going to see Paul, etc., etc. But of course, he already knew because of Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea dropped that. And she's like, oh, right, okay. And Toadie's like, well, to be honest, I knew you'd come and tell me eventually anyway. So I just didn't want to. Just didn't want to push the issue. I knew you'd come and tell me because I trust you. Uh, so Tony confronts Mel. He's just like, why are you stirring the pot? Can't fucking believe this. And Mel's like, I want to stir the pot because I want to be back with you. And he's like, can you stop fucking doing this? Because when you told me you love you, that you love me, I felt something too. And this is the, the big secret that's, kind of hanging over this. This is the one bit of information he neglects to tell to raise later on. Uh, and Mel just sees this as an absolute fucking green light here. She's like, brilliant. I've got him on the hook. Let's fucking reel him in. Yeah. And to reel him in, she goes into a big box of her dresses. Got a wonderful it's a full on fucking fancy dress box though, isn't it? Like, it when, is. like, uh, uh, like school when there was like a dressing up box in the corner filled with ridiculous clothing items like a fucking feather boa, a fireman's hat, a fucking lizard outfit. Just ridiculous things in this box and she's pulling them all out all to try and find the titillating tiger print dress. Yeah, Toadie's favourite dress, the one he couldn't resist her in. Or as Holly calls it, the thirst trap dress. She does. Because um, she's, however old, 18, and that's what you would call it. Spot yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, she gets out a fancy dress box and picks that and then times it perfectly. So she walks past in the dress just as Toadie's coming out the other side. So, so this is equally brilliant and ridiculous. And, you know, brilliant and ridiculous often go hand in hand, especially on fucking Neighbours and this podcast. But so she she wears the dress. Fair play. I, she, she's building up into that beforehand because there's a bit where Tony looks at the drinks diva's van outside and, and he's like... Oh. Yeah, he's like... Oh. And she's looking through the window with like a... She does the eyebrows or whatever. She's like ready to go. Um, so it all comes out. So it's been it builds up for a little bit, and then she comes out. Um, looks brilliant. Well done uh, in the dress and everything. They play Katrina in the waves, walking on sunshine. It's fucking. I, that is one of my favourites. It's such one a of my good top music. five feel good songs of all time. I fucking love <laughs> that song. It is so happy and feel good, and cannot help but put you in a better mood. I don't think it goes with that scene at no. all, but think, it. Somehow works though. It, it, well, I don't know if it did. I, I just love that song, so it worked. It worked for me. It worked as, for me. Go on, because I think that's what Mel's playing in her head as she's doing it. It's oh, she's very walking yeah. along, like, walking in. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't she, a walk exactly like that. It was a filthy. Uh, here we go. <laughs> walk. That was the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't happy go lucky. It was here. Here we go. This is it. This is the walk. Yeah, but then I don't think Mel can think about a sexy song to walk to, so she just thinks, ah, oh, Katrina and the Waves is a good song. I'll, yeah, possibly. I'll play Maybe that. we're I'll, inside I'll a red. In yeah, I like that idea. 
But then, yeah. so she does the walk, and like Holly Hoyland's face is absolutely, it's meme worthy. It's so good, the face she does. It's spot on. Even yeah, if like, I've got time, I'll try and do something. Yeah, it's so good. That. I think other people have already put it out there. Like, because they show Toadie's face. There's four. They show Toadie's face, Mel's face, Holly Hoyland's face, and Therese's face all at the same time. Yeah. They put the four together, and they're all brilliant. Um, what I thought was weird was that she just walked straight past him. Yeah. It was so weird. Like, she didn't even, like, say... She, like, I didn't want a big thing, but, like, she didn't say anything to him, like, oh, I have to work today, or... No, I was, literally I, nothing. I was disappointed there wasn't a wink. You know I love a wink. Love a wink. And that is one of the occasions to wink. If you're wearing exactly. a titillating tiger print dress, you, you are allowed to wink at anyone, and people will probably enjoy it. Exactly. So she missed the trick there. Uh, Therese also spotted this, obviously, and is completely fucking onto her. I want to oh, ask you a question, man. though, because sometimes on. we talk about neighbours, and sometimes I try and like th- like throw it back at you, and maybe equate it to our own lives and things like that. And I feel like we haven't done that enough for this episode. So, what I would like mm-hmm. to do is ask you what your thirst trap outfit would be. Do you have one? Have you had one in the past that never fails to mix? Because Mel. From like a, she, she wants this dress. This is the dress. She's got a lot of similar kind of dresses and lots of other clothes. We see her earlier on picking. She's doing a community service later in the fucking high vis shit. She got loads of things in this dressing up box, but she wants the tiger print dress. What? What's something that you've either that you wear now that people like go for, or maybe something that worked in the past? I think right now. So if well, if, if I'm on now in case I like <laughs> a bit funny, but if I'm looking to dress to impress, yeah, uh, there's definitely. So I've got like a white. I actually wore this when we chatted with Emily, Emily Milburn last year on Summerfest. Oh, God. <laughs> Basically, what I was wearing then, without the suit jacket, was what I generally go for. If I'm looking to impress and looking to turn a few heads, there's a nice pair of trousers that I've got a bit of a pattern in. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's like a Vieira pattern, I think, is How the fashion. As tight as possible. Okay, good. good. As tight yeah. as possible without it just looking like I'm fat. Okay. There's a thin line between looking like you just can't fit in a pair of trousers and going, ooh. Between brilliant fit. and ridiculous, I've said this before. He's fitting in that pair of trousers. <laughs> uh, nice shoes. Love yeah. the ones from Tim's Wedding. Best shoes I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, really comfortable. Nice kind of wing-tipped kind of ones. Uh, yeah, I've got a white Ralph Lauren short that goes with everything, and mm. then a suit jacket, depending on the trousers. Any, okay. I think any I look good in a suit. I've said this lots to you. You fucking said that a lot to me. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I look good in a suit. So again, a matching suit jacket. So you're going pretty smart and smart there, aren't you? That's no tie just... though. No tie. Well, no smart cash, but you're like going for it. Anything, like unbutton the shirt. Oh God! Put them away. Anything. <laughs> so you're dressing to impress. In the, okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. So the best thing that did that did me pretty well. This is going back a bit now. Um, was I reckon you're looking at about circa the year two thousand, and what I treated myself to. Um, with it was one of like my first, one of my little first pay packets from working um, behind a bar at a popular American Italian restaurant. Um, what I got was a Levi's denim jacket 
Okay. Ooh. And they were pretty they were a pretty big deal at the time for about two weeks. Um it was like the and I wore it to college. Okay. And this jacket was very well received by a couple of people. Um, one in particular who really liked this jacket, and then for somehow yeah. then somehow started knowing who I was, um, and things kind of developed from there. Ah, is that is that how you landed on her radar? I remember this. Now. I yeah, I think that was. I was probably just no. Who am I kidding? It was the jacket. It it was <laughs> it, that was it. I was not on the radar till that jacket. Um, so yeah, I like even now. I reckon if I have a good jacket, I can accomplish anything. So there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think I try to dress to to impress my wife. I try to dress like how I think she feels like an English gentleman should dress. Fucking hell! This I have said this so many times, and each time there's a new anecdote to go with it stop dressing like you're fucking mr ben that is an outdated <laughs> reference i am aware of it however mr ben not if you're not familiar <laughs> mr. Ben, not the guy. that's uncle ben you dickhead they might have been related but they're not the same man so uncle ben does the rice it's great rice <laughs> Mr. Ben was a cartoon. I want to say like early 80s, maybe even a little bit before that. It was a cartoon about this guy who went in this like clothes shop and then he would go in and wear something and then he'd go on a little adventure as that person. So if he dressed as a fucking fireman or a lifeguard or a, a knight in shining armour, he would then, he wore fancy dress and then he'd go and do that. You're fucking Mr. Ben. You dress as a cowboy to go horse riding. You dress as a grown-up to go to a parents' evening. You are dressing as fucking Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice to take out fucking the Australian. (laughs) That is exactly You fucking nailed it. That is exactly what I do. That is exactly what I do. I... Look at a character caricature and go. Well, yeah, that's that's how it, that's how people dress. So I'll I'll copy it exactly that. And that's I mean, like the other week when I went horse riding. The guy spotted me a fucking mile off away. First so time ridiculous. of the day. But yeah, you've absolutely nailed it there. But like, you can be influenced by things, and or like, you know, you can wear this or whatever. Who didn't have? I don't know something that David Beckham wore at one point. Oh, yeah, I, had the, I had the David Beckham underwear from H and M. Fucking hell. Um, stuff like so, so you do stuff like that, of course you do, but you just take it to another extreme. Yeah. Remember that time I was trying to just be Justin Timberlake? Yeah, the one time, yeah, the one time I didn't have this haircut yeah. was when I shaved it and did the little line thing like Justin yeah. Timberlake did in Rock, had in Rock Your Body. I and remember it. Whole, it. You're the all white as well. I had the whole all white outfit. It was something to behold. Yeah, it did. I did don't not suit me at all. <laughs> like we all, you go through phases, don't you? Like, like I had like a bit of a punk rock phase that I sometimes, you know, still hang on to to this day. Um, all little phases, but you literally just have no. I'm going to get that outfit, and I'm going yeah, to I literally that take person. a picture into the shop and go this, please. 
And then, <laughs> and then once, once I've left the shop, go to the hairdresser and go, this please. <laughs> so to come back to the start of this podcast then with your new haircut, that is what I would like you to do. I would like, I'm going to give you some homework. This did not oh, go well for me when I gave you the song to do, but here we are, I'm doing it again. So oh, I- sorry, just as a quick note. Uh, I remember I wrote a song and you were like, we're done with songs, stop doing the songs. Yeah. When we won the Aaron's Brand News Award. Yeah. Uh, and I said, oh, if there's a clamoring for it on uh, social media or on the Patreon or anything, I'll, I'll do the song. Right. Not a single fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single person. Not one worried then for a second. <laughs> there was no clamoring. Not an individual asked for that song, which is a shame because it is called A Song Nobody Asked For. What is it? What is it in reference to? Is it anything in particular? It was in reference to us, us winning the Neighbour Awards and being the best Neighbours podcast. You can do it next year. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll save it for next year. I'll say that. Because at this one. rate, we are a shoe in once again. Um, <laughs> Just wait till you see what we got coming. Plenty, plenty more to come. Okay, so your new homework. Okay, new homework. Okay, hit me. This involves you vi- doing a little video message sort of thing on. Video message, okay. Okay, so what I want is you outside the barber shop, hairdressers, wherever you may go, the stylist, with a little picture of whomever you are going to get your hair like. And then I would like, so you don't have to, I'm not going to make you go in and talk to the the guy and do it all like that because, you know, Mm -hmm. but barbers are funny people and you've got to spend a lot of time with them and if it's, you've got a good one that you like you don't want to keep going back to them having been a prick um so you uh, before you go in hi it's jk from the neighborhood rewatch and this is what this is my hair that i'm going to go and get now from the hairdressers da, da, da. and then i want you to come out with said hair as the person and i want you then to put up a picture of you and said person next to each right. other with the hair Okay. Are we letting people decide yes. who I want to be like? I, was, I wasn't going to say that because I didn't want to put that on you, but now you have put it on yourself. What we, <laughs> we are going to do, nobody voted for our people in the uh, battle thing about the top couples, um, probably because we didn't put it on properly. But now um, I'm going to put a vote on. We're going to, we'll come up with yeah. some ideas. And if pe- people yeah. on Patreon, people, you can give us a shout out for haircuts. They can either be neighbours, characters, right. or just other haircuts. No, I um, think neighbours characters. I think it needs to be neighbours characters. Neighbours characters will be better. Obviously, he's got short hair, so we're not going to be able to do a mullet or anything, but you would fucking rock one, definitely. Maybe something like Slade's. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, hair grows. I can grow my hair. Okay. I just cut it short. So it's... this could be a long burner then? This could be a long burner. All yeah. right. So what, what we will do, we will give four possible haircuts on... Yeah. The socials. You have to vote for which haircut you are going to get next. Okay. And you are then going to get said haircut. Are you are you game for this? Uh, of course. I'm always game. I'm always game for this. You've got a little bit of time as well because I kind of did have a haircut like a week or so ago. I usually go about once a month. So you've got a little bit of time with this, so this to, is good. to make so, decisions. So, and if it's a long one, are you going to grow it though? Yeah, I'll just keep growing it. It's not if a problem. someone goes right, we want the uh, the Jason Donovan mullet. Oh, the Jason Donovan mullet. No, I'm not picking. it. I'd like to pick the four at least. I'd like you to pick. Got, the you're four. picking the four. Yeah, and then people vote on those four. Because I'm not. I'm not rocking a Jason Donovan mullet. 
but I, I'll pick some that I think I'm, I'll pick some that I think I might suit, and then people can go from there and pick. Right. Them. So there's going to be four. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, can pick three of them, and I'll pick the other one. Okay. All right. Deal. We can handshake. We can't shake hands because no, but we're we are. We yeah. Fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have, and I won't be ridiculous because otherwise you won't do it. We've ha- we've hashed that out quite nicely. Lovely, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be coming on. That'll be that'll be something to do next week. That'll be something on the socials it. next week. Yeah. Um. All right. So we wrap up some neighbours then. So, what do you think? Is he has he been suitably titillated by the tiger print? Therese is not happy about this at all. She calls her out in the street. I thought there was going to be a full on hair pull scrapathon. Yeah. No. Yeah, it wasn't I, as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think I thought they were building to that because they had a couple of head-to-heads, didn't they? Yeah, and like they, you know, Mel had their kind of upper hand at first, and then to raise a little bit later on, maybe. <laughs> Do you uh, think it's coming? Do you think the will it will come to blows this at some point? I think so. I think it's really going to fucking kick off. It's got to kick uh, off because even like it's got to kick off. So Holly, Holly knows the what the crack is with it because Mel's told yeah. her she's passed it on to Carl because it's a lot to deal with. Carl yeah. is not happy with any of the players in this play at the moment. Yeah, he, he gives them both a talk. He gives Toadie and Mel a talking to here. Yeah, uh, he tells he tells Toadie he's like, "Listen, mate, if you're keeping secrets from Therese, slippery slope. He very he knows." Slope. And he knows because he has slipped down that slope a couple of times. Yeah, uh, and so and so have they. Um, then, sorry, I was really pleased with my own joke. Then, what joke was it? <laughs> exactly. So, what you did was you made me feel a certain way. You set it all up, and then you told the joke. So now, exactly. I, was it about slippery slopes? Of course, it was about slippery slopes. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he tells Mel later on, he's like, listen, you can't just go around hurting the people you love here. You you need to act. I, I, well, and it was a really nice scene as well because Mel's like, well, what am I meant to do with this? I love this guy and I think he loves me back. What am I meant to do with this? Not live on the same fucking street. Fuck off. Yeah. So you can kind of like... Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I, I like the fact that you can see Mel, like, because Wendy, Wendy sticks those and is like, yeah, Therese, when, like Mel's being completely selfish here and she should yeah. just back the fuck off. But then I got it, and I, I said at first, like she's she was kind of acting childish. But then I then it turned for me there because I was like, oh, I can see her side of it now. You know, she loves this person, and she thinks that they love her. So yeah, why couldn't we? Why I couldn't understand why now she's acting on this and doing what she's doing. Do you not think it's a bit much though? Because she fucked yeah. off. She she left. It wasn't like Toadie dumped her or whatever. Yeah, she chose to go. It was unfortunate circumstances, as ridiculous as they all were, but mm-hmm. she chose to go. She can't now just change her mind. She can't take it back, can she? Don't know. She's trying I to. I don't know. What do you think? She's trying to, isn't she? She's trying to. She's trying to turn back the clock a little bit, isn't she? Yeah. And that's exactly what she's trying to do with the, what? the tail so, tiger dress. So with Mel. Um, there was a lot of clamouring online again this week. I've been online this week because I've been off. Um, and people people aren't happy with the route maybe this is going down or how they are portraying Mel this week anyway. Um, because obviously Mel has got her big supporters. They are very vocal supporters as well across the board. They love Mel. 
our Mel. She is bouncy and flouncy and all kinds of fun and frolics and ridiculous things. And she's been through a hard time. Obviously, there was a run-in with that guy who was not a good egg. There was mm-hmm. the stuff with getting shit thrown all over her. She'd been through the ringer a little bit. She fell down the stairs. Um, yeah, shoulder. Yes. A lot of things going on. A lot of things. Um, and now people are saying, don't don't make her the bad guy. Don't make her, I suppose, the antagonist again. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think they have turned Mel? Do you think... It's just a week's worth, or what do you think? No, I think I think they've done a good job of explaining why Mel is doing what she's doing. I think the bad guy here is Tony. Tony is the bad guy in this situation, I think, because crucially, so again, Teresa and Mel have a bit of a to-do, and Mel's like, ah, well, yeah, he was slagging you off to me. You didn't fucking know that, did you? And that's kind of how she gets a one-up on her. Yeah. So. Therese goes, he totally buys her flowers, and Therese goes, why are you buying me flowers? Actually, I fucking know why you are. I so, mean, we all did, though. So obvious, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It, oh, have you, when's the last time you bought bought flowers? Aha! Ha! Knew it. I'm fucking glad you asked this, because I regularly buy my wife flowers. Do you really? Yes. Is that because you keep fucking up all the time? It's more of a preemptive strike, if I'm honest. It's not, I don't buy flowers because I've done something. But right. I know in a week or two, I'll probably fuck up somewhere. So it's a preemptive strike and go buy flowers. But yeah, I generally buy flowers about well, once a month-ish. Okay. Uh, there is a, a florist right near my work that is very good and the flowers do last. Is the so florist a also a VP garage? <laughs> no, it's a proper florist. Okay. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive, but they do last. Like, they, like I said, they last about a month. So I will go and buy some flowers for my wife. Sure you. Yeah. Uh Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. It happens. It happens, it happens a lot. Just go, just just roll with it. It goes, where do you go? Uh, so yeah, the uh, Tony and Therese have a proper real argument and because they've been keeping secrets from each other at this point. And yeah. Tony's like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. But he still keeps a secret. He doesn't tell her that, yeah, I told Mel I might feel the same. And he's keeping that little part from her. And he goes to see Mel again. Oh, yeah, he didn't need. He doesn't need to do this. No, he should have told. He should have been completely one hundred percent honest with Therese, but he wasn't. But then to go to Mel and go, stop, stop. You need to stop doing this. I'm, I'm warning you now. Stop doing it. Yeah, is oh, yeah, completely wrong. No, if he wanted to do something like that, I mean, him and Therese are always getting about and bumping into Mel around the Lasseter's complex. Every episode, they're bumping into each other. I think. Yeah. Wait. Till you're walking through Lasseter's again and Mel's there doing whatever, and then say, make a show of it. Mm-hmm. It is a show, but make make it clear when Therese is there, listen, and, and then set her straight. Because if that is what how you actually feel and that's what you want to happen, you don't mind making Mel feel a bit shit because you're making the one you're with feel a bit better, which is kind of the wrong yeah. way of doing it. But then the world is not perfect, and that's probably the best way of doing it. What he does... Doesn't even wait till Therese leaves the house. No, he does it so badly. He it's literally, so it's so bad. Like Therese has not left the house. He just goes round to, like two doors down, and goes, "You need to fucking leave me alone. Urgh. You need to leave me alone. Stop it. Urgh, I'm fucking losing my mind here." Therese yeah. goes, "Why the fuck are you going over Mel's? I just seen you fucking leave the drive and walk and straight up to Mel's." And she fucks off, doesn't she? 
And she fucks in, she fucking drives off. And yeah, I so, think this is going to be, I think moving on to next week, I think this is what's really going to bring it to a head. Yeah, because I, I think, think Cody's going to have to admit. It's episode 9,000 we've got next week and then it's on the Monday. So I reckon that's what we're building for towards that. Yeah. My last little thing with Mel, like, I, I haven't liked Mel all the way through. I have liked Mel, I've said on here, when they've kept it quite simple with her and they've just let her be normal and not done ridiculous yeah. things with her. I've liked her then. I have liked her this week as well because it's... It, it's a little. It was a little bit silly with the the dress and everything, but it was almost. It was like a human reaction. You, oh, yeah, it was you've decided you want to win this guy back. I'm going to look my best and yeah. act a little bit like I'm interested in order to yeah. do that. So there was a few like thought- where it was like she was she was up to something, but then and people were like oh don't make her don't make her a bad bad character. They haven't made her a baddie. They just made her a little bit more realistic. And oh, realistic yeah, like- people have got good and bad points. Like, even, like, the best bad guys really think what they're doing is right, and you kind of get behind it a little bit. So the fact that yeah. we're sitting here and we're debating it and saying, oh, we can see what Mel was doing there, and... Oh, like, that's good. It wasn't just a ridiculous thing. So the more they can do that with Mel, the better, surely. I mean, I don't know which way this is going to go now either. I don't know. Mm. It's gone on a long time and it has been quite draining, but I don't actually know where they're going to go with it. It is, Yeah, it is coming to a nice little crescendo here. And there's lots of moving parts. And I think, yeah, it's I'm I'm finally all in on this now. I'm glad they've done what they've done with Tony and Therese at the start, even though it was a stupid swerve yeah, just for shock value, it's now paying off. Finally, it's paying off. And I'm really glad about that, that they've gone this route. Uh, yeah. You're Can't probably, wait probably going to uh, watch next week, right? Yeah, probably going to watch. Don't need, to, don't need to do me a next time on because no. I'm watching next week. Yeah, same. I uh, don't need to spoil anything for me. I'm, you don't need to tell me someone's dying. I'm watching next week. Um. So yeah, it's just I, I, yeah, I'm really excited to watch next week. If you just tell good stories, I'll watch next week. You don't need to convince me. I agree, um, and hopefully, people come back and listen or watch us next week as well. Yes, that'd so, be nice. We tell good stories sometimes. Yeah, if we do a good podcast, you'll come back next week, uh, and we don't spoil anything on here. We tell you, yeah, look at the socials that weekend. Something's coming. We think you're gonna like it. Uh, but I mean, you go on, you know, you're going on socials anyway, and if it just pops up, great. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the voting for what haircut I'm going to get next. See, I at the start of this podcast, we said at the start of the podcast, we don't know where this is going. I did not see me having to get a new fucking haircut and, yes, and sorry, explain man. that to Mel. And I explain don't do anything to silly, do I? I'm so fucking boring. No, it's fine. We we lean into our parts. I'm the I'm the ridiculous one. Yeah, and I've now got to explain to my wife that I'm getting a new haircut at some point. And... Just buy some fucking flowers. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy some flowers. I told you, I've already bought them, preemptive. She knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, I'll just go, sorry, already got the flowers. Aren't they there? Aren't they pretty? Don't they smell nice? Now I'm off to get a mullet. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching if you're a Patreon. Thank you very much for all your 
comments and your voting and just being active will be like we really enjoy every part of this and i know i'm speaking for both of us here and you hate it when i do that but every week i really enjoy this This is the only bit i don't enjoy (laughs) was me dragging out the ending yeah now we really enjoy being a part of this kind of neighbors community and everything that comes with that it's really fun uh i love i love thursdays thursday is my favorite day of the week because i get to do this with you and then i know that loads of fun stuff's gonna come next week Uh, (laughs) i mean it will be next week by the time i've done this outro so i'm gonna quit while i'm ahead thank you very much we'll see you next week 